are the Honeywell Heroes. And we switched it up tonight. That's what we're doing on episode eight. Are we already on the eighth episode? Number eight, my man. That completes two full months of doing this stuff. Wow. And it's crazy. And episode eight, special one, we got the boy Ethan Holmes, a.k.a. that's Ethan Hawk. E-Hawk's in the building. <laughs> E-Hawk, what's going on, my man? How you guys doing? Fantastic. Yeah, hey, you looking good, man. Yeah. Yeah, you looking you real good. Too. Smelling good, looking nice. Got to stay fresh. <laughs> Got to stay fresh. What kind of, Tell me this. What kind of deodorant do you wear? Get, let the fans know what a true uh, a champion wears. This evening I'm rocking the Dove alu- <laughs> aluminum free, oh. or <laughs> organic sandalwood scent. Is this vegan? Does this work for vegans or what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I love it, dude. What kind hey. of cologne do you got on? Uh, I I don't. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, no. I don't. I didn't even. I don't even wear. Stendhal, when's the last time you showered? Yeah, six weeks ago. Yeah, same about the same. It must have been. When, never mind. Anyways, man, <laughs> I was gonna say something very inappropriate, but we're not gonna go do ahead. That. What you got, man? What say something inappropriate? I don't know. No, let's get right into the Honeywell stories, man. Let's talk about Ooh. it. Hey, listen, that's my favorite part. I think. Okay, so hold on. I'm gonna let you roll that, but I we got e- Ethan Holmes. Okay, also known as. E-Hawk to us, okay? Yeah. Don't ask how we came up with that, but it's E-Hawk. Um, former standout athlete at Clinton High School, graduated 2009, track and field, uh, went on to Iowa, was an All-American there, track and field stud, just going to say that, not going to mm. give his accolades. Mm. Um, Why not? Because are, I don't know, I can't list all of them. Are we going to get to it or no? We're going to get to it because we're going to let E-Hawk tell us oh. about his accolades here and a little bit about him. E-Hawk. It's on you now, man. Let's go, bro. All right. Uh, Ethan Holmes, born and raised. Seatown. Seatown, yeah, baby. baby. Let's go. Home of the River Kings and Queens. woo <laughs> Let's get it popping, y'all. Let's go. Come on, man. As you can tell, we're getting fired up here this evening. We got a lot of protein shakes, right? Yeah, buddy. Yep. Yeah, buddy. No, so uh, I started running track in seventh grade. Uh, remember, I used to be faster than you. Yeah, not, uh, probably not. You were probably faster than me at that point. I do remember. I One do time, remember. I was faster than him, guys. Can you believe that? Yeah, no, I can't. Okay, okay. anyway, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe that's true. I, I probably maybe. already had a beard, and you you were like a child. Stuff. So. I think I looked like I was twelve until I was probably sixteen. Yeah, so. I think you're right. Don't matter. Yeah, it's all good though, bro. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so I, I just I took an interest in track in, in middle school. Um, I was able to see some success as a young kid, and I think that that encouraged me to, you know, move forward with track as my sport. So, um, you know, went through high school. I think my freshman year I was one of the only freshmen in the state for 4A qualified, um, at least in the 400 hurdles. I for sure was the only freshman. So, yep. um, you know, came back sophomore year and I remember I was, I was actually motivated and, um, I started, I started putting in some work and, and started hitting the weight room. And, uh, my sophomore year, I think I was runner up at the state track meet for the 400 hurdles and, you know, it was a close race and, and that really got me motivated. So, um, I came back my junior year and I was able to get a state title, uh, in the 400 hurdles. And that was my first, uh, state title 
Um, and then that was junior year. That was my junior okay. year. Yep. Yeah, junior. Okay. And I don't remember what I got in the high hurdles that year, but I was a state qualifier in the high hurdles, and then I would always run on the relays. Uh, typically four by two, four by four. Yep. Um, there were a couple years there where we had some pretty good uh, finishes at the state meet for our relays, and um, you know, my senior year, I got I think I was second place in the four hundred hurdles. And I ended up winning the high hurdles that year at the state meet. And um, by that time, I was already committed to Iowa. Yep. Um, U of I, baby. Yeah, yeah. Coach, Represent. Coach Woody, uh, he recruited me, and I remember him and uh, Coach Wiz, the head coach at the time at the University of Iowa. Uh, they came down and they had dinner at my house, and, um, you know, the rest is history there. So Now, tell in college, though, so high school, I mean, again, <clears throat> I read – through your accolades of high school, you were like, a, it says, let me read here, seven time? Wait, hold on, hold on. It was like seven time state or all state. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah you were considered a seven time first team all state performer, <laughs> but you only played four years of high school. Yeah. Or, you know, track and field four years. So, how, tell me, I, I just want to know on that because I don't. I understand, you know, I ran track just for football. Right. But how do you come up with first team? How do you, how are you a seven time? So I think for track, <laughs> they consider any finish. I think the individual sports is top two. Okay. Okay. They consider you first team. So is it like each state. race or something? Or something I, like think that? Th I think that I that's gotcha. how they do it. So like if you were to be, you know, if you were to win two titles in high school, I think that you're considered first team all state in each event. So oh, like yeah. they list off your individual event after first team all state. I believe okay. that's how they were doing it at the time. I think they do things uh, a bit different um, at the high school level in terms of state qualifying and, and all those things. I know things have probably changed quite a bit because I believe it or not, I think it's been 15. It's been a while. What what year is it? We're about to be in 2023. Oh, you graduated, and I graduated in 09. So, yeah, you're on 13 here. Yeah, you've been rolling, bro. Yeah, so it's been a minute. So I would imagine some things have changed, but I think at the time that's how they were doing it. So, and I, I think, I'm not sure. I think I still have the high school record for the 400 hurdles at Clinton High. I bet, I bet you probably do. I looked last year for some reason. I think you do. Yeah. Stud. Now, college, though. Now, tell us, All-American in college. At least just give us a little rundown of the accolades of college at U of I, yeah. Division One. Yeah, so I actually kind of had a little bit of a rough start. Um, my freshman year, I was eating dorm food and experiencing life uh, away from home for the first time and some, yeah. of the, some of the freedoms that come along with that. So, you know, my freshman year, I really struggled. Um I managed to qualify for the regional meet, but to be honest, that year the standard I think was a little bit lower, so it wasn't yeah. uh, it it wasn't um, it wasn't a huge deal to me personally at the time. But then, um, you know, I made quite a few changes in my lifestyle. I, I lived in a house and I was cooking my own food, um, and I was sleeping a lot better. You know, I didn't have any dorm neighbors who were not. Uh, on the track team and had weights in the in the early morning and yep. you know partying on a Tuesday things like that. So um, living in a house allowed me to to eat better and and sleep better. And I came back my sophomore year and um, we won the Big Ten title as a team in Iowa City that year. And I picked up um, two silver medal finishes at the Big Ten meet that year. 
in individual events. And then I think I picked up another silver medal on our four by four relay at the outdoor meet that year. And that kind of really kicked things off for me. Um, you know, bouncing back from a year where I barely, you know, barely made, I don't even think I made top 10 at the big 10 meet the prior year. Um, so to, to come out my sophomore year and really make a change that was big enough to, um, you know, have an impact for my team. And then also my personal accolades, you know, that was a, it was a great meet. And in my opinion, a, a really a turning point in my college career. And, you know, that really, you know, we went on to the regional meet that year. I qualified for the national meet that year for the first time. Um, the indoor season was good that year too. We were fourth place in the four by four relay. And that was really my first taste of, you know, national level competition. Um, and that was a, an incredible experience. It was at uh, Texas A&M University and um, really my first time competing against a bunch of SEC schools and, you know, ESPN is there and it was really a cool experience. And when they bring you in from the, the, the holding area as your relay and your heat is getting ready to come up, you hear all the heats going off before you and, you know, the 4 by 4 is the last race of the meet. Yep. Okay, and when you've got two SEC schools that are battling it out for a team title at the national meet, you know, and you're in this indoor facility, it's incredibly loud. Like, <laughs> it's just, like going to the Steelers game. <laughs> that's right, baby. Got, let's go. It's Come be. on, man. Exactly, and that's kind of what I was thinking too. I was like, man, Big Ben, right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a lion sack. You know what, my man? Let's go. It's okay. But, I got you though. Yeah, I mean, but. Really, though, just walking through those doors and being able to, like, feel the sound in the air was yeah. was an incredible experience. And I got out there and I ran, you know, with everything that I had in me. And, um, you know, again, that, that was kind of a pivotal moment in my in my career was getting to experience those things along the way. And it just kept building that motivation to, you know, just continue to do more and, and work harder. And, um, you know, I think I finished the national meetup that year outdoor and um, – I think was that it was 2011. So that was not the Olympic trial. Oh, it would have been the Olympic trial year, maybe. Anyway, I either had U.S. championships or Olympic trials, and I went there and I wasn't pleased with my performance. And I came back. I gave myself, you know, five days off, and then I was mm -hmm. I was back at it in the weight room. But um, yeah, I mean, college. I finished up. I, I graduated um, 2014. I had a fifth year. My freshman year, I redshirted indoor. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't really get much done my freshman year, like I said. But after that, my sophomore year, I was uh, All-American runner-up at the Big Ten meet a few times and then team championship uh, outdoor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The following year, kind of ran into some issues during indoor season. I pulled a hamstring and then struggled to get back from that. But I still qualified for the national meet outdoor that year. Um. And uh, then my senior year, I came back and I actually finally won my first Big Ten title in an individual event. I won the 400 hurdles outdoor. Um, and then we had a couple relays. I think we finished uh, fourth as a relay, and I ran on the 4 by one that year outdoor. So, you know, all in all, I was able to get a few All-American uh, awards and yeah. a couple of Big Ten titles along the way. And probably one of the most meaningful was the uh, team championship at home in Iowa City, that one was... That was probably crazy, huh? Yeah, it was It was really cool. It was just a really special day. I mean, um, our head coach, uh, he, uh, at the time, Coach Wiz, uh, Coach Woody's actually the head coach there now, but, um, you know, it meant a lot to him. 
uh, to have the Big Ten championships in Iowa City. He really takes a lot of pride in, you know, Iowa athletics, University of Iowa in general, and then especially in the young men that he coaches or coached. Um, So to bring home that title at home and and celebrate for Coach Wiz and, and for all of our hard work that we put in all year and the year before and the year before that, I mean. Oh, yeah. That's definitely worth it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you don't you don't become <clears throat> even at high school. I mean, which we can say it's a little bit easier, but at the college level, like you didn't you don't become an all American just because you're an all American. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I just do it. Like, there's that's the thing. Like the grind part is, which none of me and Tanner were not college athletes, but I mean, come Speak on. Speak for yourself, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you were a. I went to air- CCC for a couple of <laughs> couple semesters. <laughs> You're the CCC. You're first Ooh. team all. You know what? CCC. Yeah, because I sprinted out of the classroom, dude. Yeah, you did. <laughs> He's running the snack machine because they were giving discounts. <laughs> they had, t- you know what they had? Fire tater tots in the lunchroom. Oh man, <laughs> he really come on. who comes up with that dog? Come on, for real. Yeah, I'm dead serious. They did. He's snacking on them tots. Yeah, he's just yeah. he's just sitting in a chair, dude, and just eat them tots. <laughs> he hide them in his, his cargo shorts. He would stuff them in there and go up for seconds. Yeah, I, I know what that's like, man. I get you. I feel you. Oh lord, I love it. That's so too good. Okay, you got Honeywell story. Let's get it popping. I got Honeywell story. Go. It's kind of a story, but it's also a, it's a question too for both of you guys All at right. the same time. Let's go. Let's. So go. I'm going to say mine first, and then I'll ask you guys too. So it's going to be the least favorite person to bat against at Honeywell in your entire career at Honeywell. Uh, so I, I got know. two. I got two of them. <clears throat> first one, Duddy Carpenter, just because he threw so hard, bro. But it, you you never knew where it was coming. <laughs> If he it was threw some right. smoke, man. I didn't like Duddy. I didn't like him he, throwing. He always had that little yeah. bounce and then, choom, but yeah. it would be anywhere, dude. Yeah. You know? And then me personally, Casey Turner, dude. He lefty. He, yeah, because I hated bad against lefties. That was like my least favorite thing. You hit lefty too, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it always lefty, felt weird. Lefty. It felt weird coming in from that side. Yeah. So, uh, but then, so I have a story. It's just, just a short story about Casey. Um, he, we were playing the all-star game and Casey was pitching. I came up. And we were kind of, you know, all-star game, we were just all having fun and stuff. But uh, uh, anyway, so I, I come up to the plate, and I'm batting. And I'm like, you better not hit me. Ho-ho. We're laughing. Okay. And he throws it and literally blasted me dead in the nipple. <laughs> like, right here. And, dude, my whole nipple was completely black and blue for, like, weeks. Right in the nipple. Thumped the nip, dude. Dude. I can't believe it didn't fall off. What if it would have? You would have been no nip chip What'd you over do? here. I don't know, but yeah, that's my story. Casey Turner blasts me in the All Star game, dude. He was lefty. He played for the A's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could play. Ehawk, what you got, man? You got you got to have a Honeywell. It's you so have, funny. You played on the Pirates. I play. So I played on the Pirates. I played on the Braves at one point. Oh. Did you? Out. Yeah, I played on the Mariners when I first started out of, at Honeywell. But um, that's right. He was a Mariner. I remember that. You had the yeah, glasses. Then. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, rocking yeah. the glasses. Okay, I got yeah. you, dog. Yeah. No. Okay. When, as soon as you said that, one person stood out, and it was George Rickerell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, dude he threw faster than everyone. It seemed like, and his oh. his release. Was was like so straight over the top it was hard to hit mm-hmm. I, I remember having a tough time batting against him i think him didn't he play up a little bit like they started letting him because we played against him but in pony yeah, yeah he he like you said, yeah didn't he, he come did. to pony early or something like that or he how did might, that work he might because he was on the pirates in pony and he's yeah. a year older than me in school yeah oh well that makes sense and never mind because he's a year younger than us yeah so. he's a year younger than us but he'd be a year older. okay yeah never mind, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. did they do but they did it by strict by age at honeywell right 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, 11-year-old's first year minor, 12, second year Yeah, minor. yeah. So you could fall on an but, age but window mean, there where, yeah. like, you're a grade ahead of somebody, but so, you play with. Yeah, your last year my majors, he was, that was his first year of pony. So that's why we played with him, because that would have been our second year of pony. So. Okay. Yeah, he was straight. His release was over the top. He hid the ball really well. Yeah. Which was hard yeah. to, you know, if you were trying to pick up where the ball was coming out of his hand, you, you just couldn't do it. And he threw he fast for, like, he in, did. Yeah, in, I'll give him that. Like, at Honeywell, that mound is you know, close. It's close. Oh, yeah. So when you got somebody who can, like, really crank it, you know. Oh, yeah, he, he was zinging it, bro. Yeah, so that was that's mine. Dang. I think he was on the White Sox. I don't remember. I think that might be. I it. think you're right. He was. He, yeah, he would have been. Yeah, because why do I remember him Pirates? But Pony, he was Pirates on the Pony. Po- Pirates. He was for the Pirates and Pony. I yeah. was on the Yankees in Pony. That's right. Oh, man. So were you, Stan? Yeah, I was a Yank. Don't, yeah, because like you want to know who your coach was? Same coach at Oh, E-Hawk. Who did you have? E-Hawk. Terry Nielsen. Maybe. Oh, Terry, man. You can't go wrong with Terry Nielsen, dog. Man, that. Oh, big Terry. <laughs> Terry, dude. Man. Terry was, you know, here's what I loved about Terry. He wore jean shorts. But he had a belt. Yeah, he took it real serious, though. Like, he, he made you feel real important. I think. He did. He was a good coach, yeah. I remember. And yeah. I also remember one time I thought it was a better idea to go to the Clinton pool on the same day that we were supposed <laughs> to have practice. And yeah. so. I wasn't even thinking about it, and we were walking away from the pool, and we walked right past the pony fields, and my team's down there practicing, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh no, he caught you, man. Like, cover me up. Yeah. yeah. Not man. my proudest. I remember moments. Terry asked me if I would come to practice and teach the lefties on the team how to pick do a pickoff move. <laughs> he was like, trying to recruit me to give lessons. Yeah, because he, he one time had a scouting report. He yeah. had a scouting report one time, and he said, in the scouting report, he came to practice. <laughs> it's me, Duddy Carp, Mitch Reeder, um, Jordan Guy, and he's got the scouting report for practice, and it's got the White Sox who were playing that week, right? This is in seventh grade. And I remember he's got the – this was printed off, you know, like Microsoft Word, whatever. Yeah. And it's got – pitching is going to be Tanner Skip, and he says if his – when his curveball is flat, that's when you hit it. <laughs> you know, like when it when the ball spins. Yeah. You're like – and I remember that was the game you hit me in the – in the Almost jo- in the Nards. In the Nards, and I caught it. <laughs> we, yeah, I haven't used that word yeah. in so long. In the Nards. 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 That's all, man. Talk about Those are great times. I mean, we had so much fun down there. Scouting Hell report. Yeah. That's sweet. See, that's He did saying. that for one week, and oh. then that was over. <laughs> okay, so that was the chance. Because I'm pretty sure we beat you guys that game. I feel did like you? That, I don't remember. Yeah, we did. It was all yeah. about the free soda afterward. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that was like a tradition. Like, if I had gotten to the Pony League – and there was no free soda afterward, I would have been disappointed well, because Honeywell, they, yeah, yeah. they were always it. hooking it up, bro. Yeah, they You got done with you your dry. game, and well, the first and thing you do is sprint up there, get your soda, yeah. get whatever else you're trying to get. See, you guys know we're not lying because we already talked about this, and he's confirming <laughs> this is true, true facts. And if you ever played at Honeywell, which a lot of you guys that are listening and watching, dude, you know. You yeah. know the deal about the, the G. Baker soda. Yeah, yeah boy. Um. I don't have a Honeywell story, but what I do have is a story for all three of us. And we were about Honeywell. Wait, did you say your person? My person. Who was your pitcher? Yeah, your least favorite to bat against. You don't be scared. You can't slither away. I'm trying to think. You know, I will say when my first year was with the Cubs was Duddy Carp. Yeah. He just, because he threw smoke. But it was also. You know who else was scary to hit against? Boothby when he pitched. I never, I never watched him. I never even really? watched him pitch oh. or seen him pitch. Dude, that know. was even. Oh my well, it's scary because the ball was probably thrown over the backstop <laughs> into the streets off of Honeywell. He could throw hard, but that was even way more out of control. Yeah, he, he pretty Poor much Boothby. crow hopped to get the ball. He didn't have to, but wow. 
Yeah, yeah he was probably eating a Jack's Pizza at the time. <laughs> he Jack's Pizza come in and throw. Sniffing it first? Yeah. He always smell his food He first. was ready, man. That boy, he was he was a mad man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Duddy Carp, though. Because he just threw hard. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, at that time, you were just like. Hey, he hasn't changed at all, dude. When you see yeah. him, he just walks around. Just, it's just Duddy. He's Duddy, man. He's something else. Just like his pops. Old pops. Old Char- Charles. Charlie Carp, my man. Yep, them cotton shorts, you know. Yeah. We might be cashing this boy out tonight. You, know? you might have to. Yeah, the old Smokey. So the story I have is for all three of us. Um, we would have been, me and Tanner were eighth grade. He would have been sixth grade. Yeah. It involves Mitch Maimons. <laughs> His brother, Mac, remember it was Mac? Mac. 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 Macaulay. Yeah. And um, I'll have one here in a minute. Hold on. I'll, I'll get this on you. Dave Strom, Brian Carr, and Dave Strom and Brian Carr. And this was. They would have been like ninth grade though, right? So we were eighth, so they would have been ninth grade. Remember behind Meadowview, Lions, yeah. Yeah. up there. So And Doug Haynes is in this. Okay. So us, me, you, me, you, you, and Doug, we're all going to go ding-dong ditching up on <laughs> we did Meadowview. That. We try to do that all the time. We did all the time. Well, what, so we whose ding- house were we at? We ding- yeah, how the hell did we get up there? I don't know how we got up there. I think either Chris Burns dropped us off. Chris. <laughs> it sounds Chris like something he would do. Yeah, he dropped us off because we like we want to go ding-dong ditch. So we're up there. We meet up with Dave Strom, Brian Carr, and then M- Mitch is supposed to be on a run with his brother Mac, but they were going to meet us out to Ding Dong Ditch, and we Ding Dong Ditched Dr. Pissapati's house oh. right by the Clausens. Remember yeah. where they lived? Yeah. I know what house you're, exactly what house you're talking about. So we Ding Dong Ditched, and we took off running, and we're like Ding Dong Ditching everybody else in the neighborhood. Pissapati, so I'm talking to Matt, or Mitch Maimons yesterday. He's filling me in on the rest of this. I'm like, I remember it now. Pissapati saw that Mac Maimon's or Mitch's parents were having like a bonfire. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, he goes there. And, and Scott's like, well, they're out running around. Like, they're supposed to be jogging. Right. So he gets in his truck, and we're running up that hill. Remember where Nick Powell lived? Yeah. Nick, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. Right the, there. When where, you, the, where the road cur- forks and yes. comes up. Yep. It's Nick Powell, and... We're running up that way as fast as we can, and here comes Scott Maimons in his truck. Oh, I, re- I remember this. Do you remember it? I remember. Now, now that you're saying this. <laughs> and he goes, what the hell are you guys? You're supposed to be out. You're supposed to be jogging. And he goes, get your asses in the truck now or get your asses home. And they're, and Mac and Mitch are like, oh, no. And we all take off bolting. Like all of us, we're like, we're gone. Like, let's get out of here. And Dr. Pissapati Dave Strom and Brian Carr had put a snake. A, they took a snake and put it under like his mat of oh his house. Oh my god! And that's how he, when he came out and he saw that, like he came out there and found the snake and then was like, it was a real snake. Yeah, like it was like a gardener snake. Oh or yeah, something. yeah. And they threw it under there, and that's how he caught like somehow he was driving around and he saw Maimon's house and he's like, wait a second, and he's like, well the kids are gone and he's like, I bet that was them. So we're all out there. Never caught us. Well, Maimons did, but he never said nothing. Yeah. He just caught his own boys. He's like, yeah, I, I remember. He, he, he was guys. snapping on them, right? Yo. I don't know if I even remember this. Yeah, and you I, were there. Knew, the yeah. only part I remember is, is Scott pulling up. I don't remember any other details. Truck. I do remember Doug always being the first one to do anything. Yeah. Doug Haynes he was, was willing to yeah. do anything that was jackass related or whatever, dude. He was He was down. Yep, shaving cream, inappropriate images on people's driveways and <laughs> in front steps, and he and Karen, he tried to make his parent, you know, think his parents like, you know, hey, he's like some 
you know, model citizens. Oh, like, dude. hey, we were not model and citizens. And then, but after high school, he kind of was. But when we were younger, firecrackers in a mailbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Man. Yeah, that was. All, <laughs> remember, Marcy tried to press charges, and the police were there for arson and all that stuff. I was. I had you nothing did, you didn't have to do with it. This. Was it was me, Doug, I think Curtis Howard, because we were going to go to Davenport with Chris for okay. something. I don't know. That sounds right. But yeah, we we blew Brody's mailbox up, dude, and hit Marcy was <laughs> called police on us trying trying to get us for arson, dude. And then we had to go like talk to her. We went into their house, or I did. It was probably my, I'm the one who put the firecrackers in there. So yeah, did we you, did. Did you own up to it though? Uh, probably. I'm proud of you, bro. <laughs> Thank you. I do remember you guys. I well, remember. You you remember that there. whole tape we made. If it wasn't for the voicemail that you left on there, oh yeah, I should check your mailbox, dude. <laughs> oh man, dude, this is like what eighth grade? You're in yeah. sixth grade. Talk about corruption, man. What are we doing? I, I told, that's hey, like, dude. I never, I never claim to make the best decisions. <laughs> no, that's, nah, that you know, Ehawk, it's all right. It was like the super soaker with gas in it that we used to do. I never did that. Yeah, we did. No, you, we, you're right. We did that. <laughs> yeah, we, we used to, hey, we put gas in a super soaker, put a little tip on the end. Remember, you, we even dipped a little paper towel in gasoline, yep. and then you pull the trigger, dude, and it's huge. It's a flamethrower, dude. Don't try this at home, kids. Yeah. Do not, but it was wild. Honeywell Heroes is not liable. <laughs> yeah. For, there is there. for any at-home incidents involving <laughs> yes. super soakers and gasoline. <laughs> Terrible idea. You're welcome, guys. Different era where it... It's just it's a way different era, and and I think now you just got to be if you do stuff like that. May God have mercy on your soul. Yeah, and we, we and don't get caught. Yeah, do we, not get caught. We my used man. to combine our minds and do really dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's what we used to do. How dumb can we get today? Oh, remember, we bought a lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And it didn't even have a blade on it. We just bought the lawnmower, and we were, then we found out it didn't even work. <laughs> We were Remember like, we, we pushed it all we the way back like, to your house. We were dude. like, does it work? And the guy's like, yeah, it works. <laughs> and then he started it up. He's like, see, it works. And we're like, can we see it go? And he's like, well, <laughs> it doesn't really move. So we're like, we're like, yeah, we'll figure it out. We were trying to like race it or something. We were trying yeah. to get it to go fast. And then your dad roll, he knows exactly what's wrong with it. He's like, oh, it just needs a cotter pin in the yeah. wheel. And he sticks this little pin in the wheel. And no. sure enough, she purrs along at a solid mile and a half. Bro. <laughs> that was the beginning of our entrepreneurship. <laughs> We Tanner. bought a we bought a lawnmower for like fifty bucks. Oh. Tanner, Ethan, I can fix it. <laughs> Keith, guys, get inside the house. Oh my god. Oh boy, man. I mean, we could talk about man. Them stories. Though, those are. Which again, I mean, like we talk about, like even the mailbox thing, which. Definitely a federal it, offense when you mess the mailbox. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. But we like, were kids though. We didn't we didn't do it like that wasn't our purpose. We were just trying to be funny. It were, but like now it, it it's just, it's different. I mean, I, I I could understand now like somebody does it like you just you just you have to be careful. Like you really do. Like it's way different. Well, now that's that's like people are out here doing way worse stuff than that. So yeah, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, that's some that's, that's some good stuff. But yeah, that was my the Mayman story because I talked to him yesterday. I wanted to let you guys both know he. He really was like, he remembered that story to a T. And he yeah. was telling it to a T. <laughs> talking about you. He's talking about Ethan. He talked about Doug. He talked about me. And he really, one thing that I will say just for everybody that's watching is that he said that, you know, Clinton is what made him into who he is today. Yeah. And he said he never forgets his roots that Clinton people are just built different. And I do believe that for us, as as when we were kids coming through here, 
we're just built different than a lot of other people because we see a lot of different things. We different. And different. and I think that it, it carries over to, you know, adult life. For sure. So I, I like talking to him, it was like really cool and and again, yeah, just, it was a lot of good memories, man. Yeah. Tons. We could go on. We could have this could be a seven hour podcast. Yeah, we're yeah, already half hour, and we ain't even close to where we want to be. But <laughs> we ain't even started yet, guys. This is episode eight, Honeywell Heroes. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, tons of good stuff. I even remember when we coached intramural basketball. Remember? Yes. And that was, we coached Ethan's whole class. I wasn't your coach, so I really wanted to be. I think. Yeah. I think I was Sam Parker was on my team. Me and you coached, didn't we? I think because so. Swanee and Chuck Lane coached. Yeah. Swanee and Chuck Lane were. Who was your coach? Do you remember? I don't. I was just Dang. thinking about that. I remember. I probably wanted you guys to be my coaches too. Or yeah, were you? I, no. I think I would have remembered because somebody else got you. Know, we had Sam Parker though. Yeah. Yeah, we had him. I don't remember nobody else but Sam. E, 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 you weren't on there because nah. Sam had to score every point for us to have a chance to win. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. All right, here's one. I got one for you guys. Okay. Here we go. Favorite TV show in the 90s as a kid or a movie? Oof. Random, hit us up. Let's go. Well, probably Three Ninjas. Three oh, yeah. Ninjas. Yeah. Or Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh, you know, Sarah Michelle Gillar. But that was, I'm talking about just the, mo- just the movies, not any TV shows. TV shows, I watched the Cubs on WGN a lot. I remember summer, being sunburnt and laying in my air conditioning in the house out on Stockwell. Watching them Cubbies play on WGN. Um, but I also watched a lot of, like, Boy Meets World. That was mm-hmm. good. Topanga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, everybody loved Topanga. Was that in the 90s or the 2000s? Uh, that was ni- That was 90s. But they played it all through the 2000s. Yeah, so they, 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 played, always, they played, they played it, it forever. Yeah. Man, Topanga. Yeah. I think Joyner Lucas did a song, and she was in the video because he was talking about it. I'm pretty sure. She <laughs> was looking mighty. I mean, when you're, I mean, she was looking mighty fine. She, she is mighty fine. She looks exactly the same still. Yeah, it's crazy. I've seen some like. Oh my god! I'm sure you have seen something. Okay, stop it. (laughs) So you're gonna go with that? What about you? What what you got? Something from the '90s? You know, just anything. Man, when were you born? Ninety? Ninety-one. Ninety-one. Okay. Oh, guess what? First year, Michael Jordan won NBA title. That's what I'm talking about. That's my man. He got the motivation from my birth. Mm -hmm. That's That's what what he did. You heard it here first. No, I don't know. When I was that age in the '90s, I was watching a lot of cartoons. I feel like I liked, I liked to watch Dexter's Lab. Yeah, that was good. That yep. one was a good one. Man, what else was I watching at that age? I liked to play video. I was just games. gonna say you were probably playing a lot of what games were you playing? You remember? Man, did you uh, play Pokemon ever? Like on like uh, a dude, Nintendo sixty four? I got it. Well, not on Nintendo sixty four. I played on a game, a red yeah. Game Boy Pocket. Yeah. No, no color. <laughs> no color. That's right, kids. The OG. There was no color in the screen. It was like green. And much. you had to plug in a light to play at night. <laughs> oh, it didn't even light up? No, bro. Ooh. Remember it had that little joint that went on the top? It plugged into the little yep. port, and it gave you a little light. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then, you know, when PS2 came around, Grand Theft Auto and yeah, you uh, NBA, NBA Street. That was good. Yeah, NBA Street. Street. That was a fun, that was a fun <laughs> game, man. But yeah, I don't know what I was watching for TV or movies in the '90s, man. That that's kind of I guess that's a hard. I mean, it's it's a long time. Dexter's ago Lab for sure is one that stands out to me as being for sure in the '90s because I was young when I was watching that. And then right. Well, you only had about nine years of the '90s, so you would you were still young. I was young. I was Maybe. young. That's a long time to have the nineties, but okay. Oh, nine so. whole years. All I watched was Dexter's Lab the <laughs> for whole nine years time, straight, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm I'm just I'm joking around because I'm trying to be funny. But I'm what not. did you watch? 
I'm yeah, what were you watching? I'm gonna tell you what you my were... favorite. I'm just telling you my favorite movie. Okay, of the '90s, Good Burger. Good Burger. <laughs> yes, okay, that okay, was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That remember, was good. I watched yeah. that Keenan, one too. They remember they were they were the the actual show was the whole, Keenan and Kel. The whole Nickelodeon. Yeah, speaking of that, yeah, that, I watched a lot of that and like all that. And the stuff. whole Nickelodeon lineup at that time was hitting. Hey, sure. remember this? Welcome to Good Burger, home to the Good Burger. Can, can I, I take your order? order? <laughs> he was awesome. Who loves orange soda? I do. loves orange soda. I do, I do, I do, I do. Ooh. <laughs> Man, if you didn't, if you weren't watching that show, where were you at? I mean, if you're like a 90s kid or, or late 80s, come on. I remember I used to have to hit the little button and have my satellite turn outside of that. So I could get a certain <laughs> channel. I mean, it would be fun to turn it from one of the low channels to the high channels. You look out the window and it was like, yeah. man, crazy. And that thing was huge too. Yeah, that that was but that I actually you know just funny. There day at work, I was thinking of the Good Burger movie. The, remember when they do the dancing scene at like the penitentiary where like the people were like, I don't remember for some reason. And it's the what's the song? Uh, God, they start dancing and. Uh, Oh, you have to Google it. You have to find it. But yeah, yeah. I'll watch it after. I, I pulled up there at work and I'm like, just sitting there. I'm like, wow, dude, this is sick. Did you bad. get out and start dancing? No, I just was like, <laughs> kind of sitting there. I was like, wow, dude, this is great. Like, I'm just uh, bouncing a little bit. I can't dance, but it's the whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, dude. It ain't ringing it for me. Oh, man. Sorry, my guy. But yeah, that, that's where I'm at. But. I don't know. I just saw instead of a song, I was like '90s show. Like, what'd you watch? And yeah, that's good. I remember for song wise, I used to listen to like Savage Garden, dude. Oh hell yeah! Truly, madly, deeply. <laughs> yeah. Truly, oh, madly, deeply, do. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. I think I sent it to my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> Who was your girlfriend then? Kelsey Cagle. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In second grade. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey Cags. <laughs> that was probably like what. 1996 or something like that. Hey, it wasn't I, a real girlfriend, but once she hears this, hey, you know it was real back then. You'd have to call the house phone, and their parents would answer and be like, "Is Kelsey there? Yeah, can I yeah. talk to her? Who is this? Um, this is Tanner. Yeah, okay. no, hang up. Click. And then I probably she, I probably like ran and hid into my tent that I made, you know, with under the blankets, <laughs> just to talk to her. Feet up on the wall. Hey, Kelsey. Kelsey, I, I was thinking about you all day today. And I, I, did you hear the new song by Savage Garden? <laughs> That's how I feel about you. <laughs> oh no, dude! Oh. That's hey, how that give, okay, that okay was that like your elementary crush, or like who was like your elementary girlfriend? Uh, her or probably Juliana Crest, dude. Do you, oh, you remember her? I love Juliana Crest. She yeah. was she was good looking. I, I always had a crush. I, I loved her. She was Did a great girl. Sorry, she was oh. mine, dog. And she was not yours when she got to middle school. Hey, fun fact. Speaking of this. Devin Ralston was my crush in my kindergarten year, and me and Reese fought over her, like literally fought in my <laughs> in my bedroom, dude. And we were like, "Whoever wins this fight gets to have Devin," and we were like kicking each other and stuff, dude. It was so Who won? Trips for I'm, sure. Probably him. He was he was throwing them. He hands, was putting boy. them paws on me. He definitely threw them hands. I watched so it you one won. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Who'd you have? Tell us like your your elementary uh, crush. I watched him too. Man. He had to get the steak out after that and put it on his forehead. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I was crushing on in elementary school. That or yeah, any middle school. I was always I always liked the older girls for some yeah. reason. So I was always crushing on us. I know. I guess I was always crushing on girls that weren't ever even gonna look in my direction. Well, they probably did. Well, 
I was I was in sixth grade. You don't. You're telling me you don't have one girl. You can just be like sixth grade. I just thought she was a dime. No, just go. I know. Who's yours? I know who yours was when I first met you. No, no, in elementary school. No, I'm gonna give you elementary. Yeah, go ahead. Was Erica Newman? Was it? Do you know? Do you know the first person I ever kissed was Erica Newman? Really? In kindergarten, and I kissed her on the cheek at Harding, and I went home and said. Told my mom, I kissed Erica Newman on the cheek. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Why, why were you at Harding? I went. That's where I, I went to Harding for kindergarten, first grade, and then I went to um, Horseman. Horseman, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say because I, cool. I went to Harding when I was growing up. That was my elementary. Yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but when you came to Horseman, that was probably his kindergarten. That was my yep, kindergarten. It would have been. Yep. So yeah. that makes sense. Because me and Swanee at Harding is me, Swanee, Hovey. Perrin, all those guys, Erica. Yeah. Um, yeah, Erica, she was like the cool. She I, she was always a cool chick, regardless. But back then, like, yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. That's like, funny. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Let's go. I remember but, we used to do warm fuzzies in elementary, dude. And we, you, oh, if you yeah. had, like, you would write it to your crush, so like, a little harder, I love you or something. Yeah. Remember, we used to write it on your hand. hand. You used to write it on, like, notebooks. <clears> and Hey, check it out. Or I heart, and then, like, their name, but just the amount of. Letters their name was. Yeah, you you were notorious for that on uh, MSN. Yeah, was I? Did yeah, I you do? know this. You, do you remember MSN? You, I know you remember it. <laughs> It'd they, be like capital lowercase capital. Lowercase. No, you would be like I love, and you'd be like underscore 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 underscore. Put their name <laughs> yeah. in, and you'd be yeah. like, oh, well, you knew it was. You already knew who it was. Yeah, whoever it was, we knew our, who it was. It was secretive, yeah. dude. We know. I was a we sneaky know. little guy. <laughs> oh man, this is awesome. That's funny. <laughs> Oh, I just about knocked that over. Oh, we, oh. we don't have him falling over. I'll put him We've got there. the sound effects queued up for when you <laughs> do you when you lose that computer out there. I haven't knocked anything over yet, but it's only been eight weeks, so give me a break. Okay, so uh, what here? I'm just kind of transitioning a little bit. David Johnson with the Saints. Now yeah. you play with DJ. Yeah. You track. Yeah. Um, hoops. Didn't you guys play hoops together? Because he was only oh, my freshman. Did he play up sophomore ball my freshman year? No. You were only a year behind each other, though. He was a year behind me. So you would have had him when you were a senior, right? I didn't play ball after my sophomore year. Oh, I thought you played all the way through. Nah, man. I I, uh, I stopped playing basketball my sophomore year. Okay. So you played sophomore year or no? I, Just played, I played most of the sophomore year. Oh. I, I had... I had made some bad choices, and I sat out a suspension in basketball, and then... Was that... Yeah, you I know, feel, I feel that. <laughs> I came back and I, happen, I was bro. playing, and then all of a sudden I wasn't playing. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, I got you. I right? was I was over it at that point. So I, I stopped playing basketball end of my soft or end of sophomore year season and started focusing on track. And were you guys on any relay teams in track? Or no? Yeah, with David, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. We uh, we ran four by four relays, four by two so. relays. I thought I saw photos. Yeah, he was he was a stud track athlete too. I mean, he just. Not enough good things to say about the guy, and I don't. I mean, I can't find it. I couldn't find anybody that I would know of that would have anything bad to say about the dude. He's always just been for sure a good dude, hardworking, stellar athlete, kind of quiet, nice, happy. That's yeah, funny, you know? hell yeah, man. You know, he used to call me senior year. He said in basketball, he was up for sophomores, and we were doing like a scrimmage. And I remember there was we were scrimmaging. Like the the scene, we were scrimmaging the sophomores for some reason because we had to double up the practice, mm-hmm. and 
I thought, you know, like, hey, man, this, he was only 175 pounds. I'm, there's a ball going up, and I could, you know, I could box, you know, box now. I was, you know, I'd get in there, and I go to box him. Up. This ball goes up. I'm, I'm getting in front of him, and I go to body him up, box him out, and I thought I hit a concrete wall. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm at that time, you know, I'm 200 pounds. You probably turned around like, sorry. No, I like going to get him. I was like, and I ended up, I can't remember the ball where it bounced out to. I closed him off. But I remember turning to him, I said, man, damn, bro. And he's like, hey, just had a smirk on his face. He, you know what he'd call me? Hmm. Baby. And every time he'd see me go, <laughs> baby. And he would do the, he would, he would do this little thing. This is how you would do it. Cause that's how we joke. I'd see him and he'd go, hey, baby, how you doing? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, just like I said, a great guy. And yeah, I don't know. That's cool though. But, you know, seeing him with the Saints, I saw him move up. He is second string on the depth chart. And he started off on just the practice, practice squad. squad. Yep. And then he was like fourth string or third string. Now he's second string. And uh, I bet you if he doesn't land with them full time outside of this, I, I imagine somebody picks him up and rolls with him. They better. Yeah, for sure. Like the Steelers. I'd be cool with that. I'm sure. You, would you get a jersey? <laughs> I'd move wherever he's at. <laughs> he's got to play for the Steelers. Right next door, dude, just so you can look at mm-hmm. him. Like, mm-hmm. hey, Dave, what's up? He'd be like, baby. Baby, hey, baby. <laughs> Give me tickets and pay for me. Hey, live there. Hey, let's go. All right, rolling on. I'm yeah, going to move on to this. Uh, I got those. Yeah, keep moving. We're going to do our, our family, family, famous family. weekly segment called On This Day. Woo! By Woo-hoo-hoo. yours truly, Random Tanner. Um, so uh, it's On This Day in Sports History. If you guys haven't tuned in, this is your first time. I just talk about things that have happened on this day, January 3rd in sports history. So um, let's get it rolling. 1920, guys. Boston Red Sox, this has got to be a horrible trade or a sell. They didn't really call it a trade in 1920. 1920, Boston Red Sox baseball club owner Harry Frazee, Frazee announces agreement to sell slugger Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees for $125,000 in cash and a $350,000 loan. Start of the, it was a start of the 84-year curse of the Bambino for the Red Sox. Can you imagine that selling Babe Ruth for 125 stacks? That's it. Dude. But back then, that was a lot. Yeah, hell, that was hella money. Yeah. If somebody told me I could buy Babe Ruth for 125 G's, I'd be out the bank <laughs> yeah. getting a loan yeah. tomorrow. It, well, and a loan. Care that how, 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 yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. how weird of a deal that nothing was regulated. It was 125 and then a $350,000 loan. What the, What is the point of that? But yeah, interesting fact. So anyway, that was 1920. 1970, January 3rd. Um, I Me Mine. This is not a sports history, but this is music. So the the song I Me Mine by the Beatles was recorded. It was the last song that the band would record together. So that's kind of cool. It happened uh, how many years ago? 30, 52 years ago. Um, Also, after after a one-week break from the top spot, the Beatles returned to number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart with their 11th studio album, Abbey Road. So this all happened on the same day in 1970. Uh, 1993. The comeback quarterback Frank. I don't know how you say this for the Buffalo Bills. Reach, Rake, Reek. Do you know who that is? No, no idea. 93. Uh, leads the Buffalo Bills back from a 32 point deficit <laughs> to defeat the Houston Oilers 41 to 38 in overtime in a wild card playoff game. It's the greatest comeback ever in NFL history until a few weeks ago with the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. So oh, that, yeah, that, that, was, that was that record, that 32 point comeback. That mm-hmm. was then. January 3rd, 1993, by uh, the Buffalo Bills. Wow. That, so it took a long – yeah. Yeah, that was wow. a long – that was almost 30 years. 30, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. 
That is, that's that's pretty wild to think that's how long it takes for something like that to happen. I know. You know? That many seasons, that many games. Think about how many games were played before. Oh, yeah. I mean, thousands, thousands tens, of, tens yeah. of thousands, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. 2016, January 3rd, Jimmy Butler breaks Michael Jordan's Chicago Bull record for points in an NBA half. Oof. Jimmy Butler scored 40 of his 42 points in the second half to lead the Bulls to a 115-113 victory over the Raptors. That's nuts. 40 points and a half. Crazy. Well, I, I'm, I'm What's even crazier is 42 points in the whole game. I know. Two, <laughs> yeah. po- two points in the first half and then 40 in the second. Like, you just like How lopsided. I mean, bro, like... What he, was he doing? I don't know. Just sleeping until halftime. He was... Uh, Did you see that? He broke he, Michael Jordan's record. Yeah, well, you know what it okay. was. Yeah, he had to take... 17,000 more <laughs> shots to do it, but okay. No, he just needed to sip some of that MJ water yeah. back in the locker room. He probably had a mason jar full you of it. You know, that's all you need sometimes. Mm, that that Space Jam water. Speaking of, hand me, Space Jam. Hand me that Space Jam water. Space Jam water. Um, and then here, my last uh, on this day, January 3rd, 2018, American rapper Eminem topped the U.S. Billboard 200 with his ninth studio album, Revival. The album also became a chart topper in eight other countries, including the UK and Canada. And this is also after everybody already counted them out and said nobody listens to Eminem, but they're wrong. So that was 2018. He had already been rapping for like a zillion years what, since then. 18 years then? Because he started like 2000, I think. Well, probably he was, he was probably that. rapping way before then, but yeah. like <clears throat> probably like worldwide and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Man, dude, that guy is talking about filthy loaded. Is he? And you, do, do you know, did you ever see the story? And I don't know how, I don't want to, I want to tell it to like as close as I remember it. He, he at the time he was like worth like whatever, $200 million mm-hmm. or a hundred million dollars. And he goes to buy a watch and the watch is like, I think I told you this. I think you, it it's sounds like 500, 500 bucks or something. Did you say stu- he had to ask his manager? He called it. Yeah. He called his manager up and he said, Hey, can, can I buy this watch? And the manager goes, you're worth like two hundred million dollars. What do you mean? It was like a five hundred dollar watch. And he goes, because I don't, I don't buy stuff like that. He has a he, in the interview. He has a G Shock watch on, yeah. and he said I paid a hundred dollars for it. <laughs> and I mean that's why you talk about like people are like they just think about where he came from. Yeah. Like we were talking earlier. Well, yeah, you, you appreciate it more when you had to struggle for it and work for it. Yeah, you're not you're you're going out there and like you can imagine how much I can only imagine how much good he does. For the communities or people that and probably, he's involved with. Probably quietly, too, because yes. you don't ever really see it, but you know he's taking care of his people. He's got his spaghetti shops up in Rockland, yeah. too. Ma Spaghetti. Have you seen that? He, no. He opened I up a spaghetti, spaghetti restaurant. There's one. Really? Is there one yeah. in Detroit? And then he just like did yeah. a pop-up shop somewhere like in New it's York. It's called Mom Spaghetti. Yeah. Vomit yeah that, that's on, pretty cool. Vomit on a sweater yeah. already. <laughs> I'm forgetting. He's well, nervous. You guys get it. Come on. You guys get it going. On the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. bombs. Anyways. That's pretty cool. That's that's pretty awesome because, like I said, people don't talk about that stuff and they think, well, they have all this money. Yeah, but think about like we were talking. Where did where did he come from? He came from absolutely zilch. Mm-hmm. And then they, yeah, and they do. They take he, care of a lot of different people and and he did all that with being probably the most controversial musician ever, and kind of still is just with him being a white rapper and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, it's pretty cool though. I like it though. I like it. I like it. Baby, I love I it. Like I want it. some more. Out of all right, so I'm gonna give you guys. All right, so and I I came up with this last night because I was talking to somebody on the phone, and 
and I feel like it tied to all of us, but sports again in general. Uh-huh. So here's my question to you guys, and I don't care who goes first, but are you supposed to change as a person from your younger years over to your adult years, or are you just supposed to accept the responsibilities, take care of your family and yourself as time progresses on? Now, when I leave that, that's the question. I say this question because I feel like everybody thinks because just because you become an adult that life is over and you're just supposed to be an adult and everything is serious and life changes and you can't have any fun. But I feel like with that, people miss out on a lot of things that they shouldn't be missing out on as adults. For sure. So are you, you know, your personality, I don't think your personalities have changed. You learn from your mistakes and all those things, but are you supposed to change because just because you have kids and you have you have a family, you now have responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, so what's the what's the question? What's the actual question? I know that's that that's a loaded, super loaded question. But is are you supposed to change just because you're an adult and now it's? I guess what you're an adult, so so I'm going to answer with an opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Just just your opinion. I don't think you're supposed to, but I feel like your surroundings and your experiences and all that stuff kind of just. It just gradually happens that way, I think, you know. You become more mature and your goals change and your what what you like to do changes and and things like that. I mean, for example, I never would have thought I, I would ever own a business. I always yeah. wanted to, you know, just I mean, that's just an example and I, I I started making music in like 05 and I never thought I'd make music the type of music that I started making, you know, like clean music for kids. Like I never thought I'd do that, but it's just things happen, you know, experiences turn you into to into different things, I guess. I don't, I don't know if I'm. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm with you on that. Like it's not so much a change for me as it is like just a continuous development. And like Tanner was saying, we are, you know, we're a product of our experiences and, and what we've learned from the things that we've done, said, regretted, wish we would have done different, whatever it may be, you know, like through time, you just naturally kind of, you know, you do change in a sense, but you are the same person that you were. So, you know, I, people, people don't change, whatever people change. It's just not, they're not changing who they are. They're just, they're just changing things about them that are, you know, really a, a reflection of what they've been through, where they've been, you know, and then hopefully prior actions, you know, if you're not taking time to self reflect, on things that you've said or done in the past, then mm. you're probably not going to change. But, Absolutely. you know, just developing. I think nothing, you're not supposed to do anything. I don't think there's any sort of mold for what you should or shouldn't do. But I think that, you know, over time, you do naturally develop more into this person who's, you know, goes from sitting in the corner making fart noises as an elementary school kid to like, you know, making real life decisions that affect more than just you being a dad, being a mom, being, you know, whatever, a husband, a wife, a a partner, whatever, you know. I think always though, you should always strive for either success or happiness Mm -hmm. or maybe happiness is success to you or maybe success is happiness. Mm -hmm. But either way, I feel like that's, that should be the main goal in your life, whatever that is, you know. I mean, in my honest opinion, I, I kind of, you know, I don't know. Certain things make me happy nowadays, you know, that maybe more other people, it wouldn't make them happy. Right, but, right. So. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think back to, like, just being, um, 
I mean, I haven't, my personality has never changed. I guess, no, it hasn't. You've always been the same. But I think, a lo- I, I like to think a lot of the people that I do know, their personality, like just like think about not like tonight, like I haven't seen you for a while. It's like picking up where we left off, right? For sure. It's, it's not any different. Right. And I think it's, here's the thing. Think, I, think about how many things have happened since the last time then that we've all three hung out together. You know, right. so that's how you know. Like things still are the same, but our experiences are different. You get like, I mean, I get it. Like when I, I think about when we were in high school, yeah, we had our parents. They, they did everything for us. Mm-hmm. But then you get on the real world, and it's like, okay, now you're on your own. I just feel like people sometimes think that you're just supposed to, you get a certain age where society's just kind of telling you. Just kind of like, you know, like, hey, getting married and having kids and having a family. Why don't you have a family yet? That That's not something you just, you don't just go have a family to have a family. I'm sure people have said that to you a lot, huh? When are you going to get married? Well, when are you going to have a kid? That, I'm like, I mean, I've even said it joking with you, but. You say joking, but here's what I always tell people. I'm like, here's the thing. And this is, this is, I hate saying this right now on this, but you don't see me divorced and with kids or multiple kids because you don't, I'm not, I'm, when I want to do that and I'm ready for it, I know that's the right thing to do. I'm going to do it. Yes. And you've learned in your life, do what makes you happy. If right. this right now is making yes. you happy, cool, roll with you it. You do it like it, it's but, not. But to, people are always like that. When are you, when, when you going to do It's like, like people, you know what people always say to me? When are you going to have another baby? Mother, you know what? I already got like, a thousand. You already got like, let, like, me, let me be happy in the moment. Yeah. Do what I want to do. Like, it's it's not to knock any any. I don't no, whether no. it's a single mom, a single, you it's know, whatever those you, things. It's all just personal to you. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like spend more time. Spend more time doing what you love. Yes. That's like, you know, everybody's got everybody's busy. Everybody's busy all the time. Absolutely. Spend more time doing what you love, and if what you love is to have a wife and kids, then do that and if what you love is drinking brews yeah. playing eat, xbox eating chips watching yeah. mj highlights go for it bro yeah, if that, if that it, make, keeps you rolling bro keep yourself rolling 100 because you know what not everybody is, is blessed with the opportunity to keep it going you know mm-hmm. no a lot of people check out early yeah. whether it's because they couldn't handle it or whether it's an accident or yeah an addiction, you know, that happens to a lot of people, man. RIP to a lot of people that have Yo, that we've all lost. We've seen it a lot, man. If there wasn't carpet in here, I would pour, I would pour, <laughs> pour one out for the homeless. I'd pour like three or four of them out. Yeah. But, well, but, I say but that you know, I mean, it's true. I say that just because we like how we all knew each other. We've known each other for so long, where we've seen. Well, you guys have probably seen more people that you've lost at a younger age. I mean, I won't say like Kill Bill. Yeah. I mean, you guys have seen that stuff where I haven't really had that, but I. I can still simp and think like, man, like that's I mean, think about how many parents you, you've seen a lot of parents. Oh and, yeah, you know stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I mean think, it's happening all the time, dude. It's, yeah, it's unfortunate, it's, and you wonder why, but it happens, dude. It's just part of life. Death is part of life, dog. Yeah, it is. Like I already told you guys, though, when I die. Do not bury me in a coffin. You want me, to, do, you want me to sprinkle you? Do you want us to bury you inside of a Gucci store? No, <laughs> no he wants us to Gucci sprinkle store. his ashes. <laughs> you want us to go to a Steelers game when it's windy and just throw you up in yeah, the air and have it hit up. everybody in the face. Yeah. The people next to us are going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was just my friend's yeah. ashes. That's JT Stender. Yeah. Yes, the guy that had his license plate said Big Ben 7. Yeah. You better just inhale those ashes. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't want. Listen, though, I don't want to be. Yeah, we're just gonna leave it at that. I do not want to be buried. What if I go to the Steelers field and put, bury you at center at the half fifty yard line? Dude? 
Now that would be. I would we're gonna come use. Back, I'd come back to life. We'll, <laughs> we'll use your ashes to make the the black pigment that they use on the paint for the field. Yeah, yeah. sprinkle it in the paint can. Yeah. The can of paint. Man, that's man, that's awesome, dude. I love it. <laughs> I I feel like this like episode and this is what this is. This our one's so. One. This one's real different, it's but just, I like it. It is because I have, and I'll just say for everybody, I had a bunch of questions for like athletically. Yeah. But I mean, like when you hit on like what you were doing, you yeah. Know, but we got way too many experiences. It's just beyond it's just, that. It's it's kind of beyond that because I think anybody that's gonna watch this, just like Coach Schnee, uh Dylan was on here, they just know who you are yeah. and they know what you did and yeah. I mean, yeah. I just everybody knows. They know Ehaw, Ehaw, just baby. like they know JP Stenda from the Honeywell Heroes. Well, it ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Psh, unreal. Unreal. Well, would you look at that? Would you look we, at that? Oh, is that a pony? Are we dishing out the snacks here? Yeah, what do we got going what here? What are we cracking with? So tonight episode, uh, we've been trying to get this rolling. We were trying to do this last week, uh, and Legends stepped up and took their place because Candlelight actually closed due to weather to keep their employees safe, so we completely understand. No big deal. But we do. Um, we got food from Candlelight in in Clinton, Iowa. What's you want to shout out their their info? I know you got you can pull it up real quick. But, hey, uh, but keep my, talking. But my man Dexter um, from Candlelight, Dexter Clays, he's a manager there. Um, I'm actually going to shout him out a little beyond uh, what we normally shout out. So he uh, he actually hit me up when we were talking about this, um, talking about them um, donating some food to us to to try on the on the podcast, and he he said if you need another Honeywell story. I could tell the story for him. So he told me, and it's not a, it's not a real lengthy story, but I just at least want to do this for yeah, him. Um, he said, um, he said he remembers his first year umpiring at Honeywell. I, I don't know if I was the head ump then. I probably was. Um, he was 14 and he said, Ben Boothby and Tony Bassett almost got into a fist fight, which I feel like that happened all the time. <laughs> that, back probably, the that probably, oh, happened. that was, a, that was just their love they language up all the time. Dude. Yeah. So, um, and then two weeks later, he said he made a close call, and, and um, both Tony and Ben came down onto the field, and they had his back when some grown coaches were yelling at Dexter. So that was Dexter's his story. And Dexter was just a little guy; he was real quiet and little back then. So Bo- Boothby and Tony has back. Can oh, you yeah. imagine? But you starting, know, can you imagine starting beef and then having Boothby and <laughs> they and were both Tony, like grown, like kids in grown men bodies. Yeah. <laughs> You see, you've yeah. seen Tony Bassett now. Oh my god, dude, shredded. He's like, Shred- he's jacked. Could you imagine Tony Bassett and Ben Boothby in 2006, and they some dad is like at Honeywell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you up. Those guys are gonna beat oh. up every Tony and Ben are gonna beat everybody up in that that ten mile vicinity. Yeah. So if you want to square with Tony Bassett and Ben Boothby, good luck. Be our guest. Yeah, let's go, man, because they're gonna square you guys up and. Probably put you into a a square. They're a gonna, square they're and turn you into a square. Tear, turn you into a square. Sorry, so we, good luck. We ain't got plates, so we got. I love it though. It's all good. Let's get down and messy here. What so, are, what anyways, this with? food here, candlelight in. They don't. They got some buffalo chicken George. Their their famous thing is chicken George, and it's fire. So, I don't know if you want to try one, Ethan. If not, um, it's probably a little spicy, but if you don't have to, Ethan, if you I'll don't. tell you what else, their margaritas are fire. Yeah. They've always got fire. Is this um, this this a buffalo chicken, George? Yes. So this is, this this right here. Let's give it a little dunk. This is their regular chicken, George. This is their this is their money maker right here. Shout out to Dexter. He made all go. this happen for us. Here's a regular, and then we got some fried cauliflower too. Who? So we got a little best of all worlds here. There's the buffalo got a little heat to it. 
Does no. it? Yep. There you go. That's a cauliflower right there. Oh, damn, that looks, that but, looks hey, you don't forget, guys, this is also their hand sauce. Their Jan sauce. Whenever, whenever uh, me and Liz go there, I can always ask her, can we get some extra Jan sauce? You know what I'm talking about? So. No, I that got, was just fire. I got a question. This may be for Candlelight. Who is Jan? I think it's like the, yeah, who is the owner's wife or something. All right, Jan, I see Ooh, you. Oh, this is hot. I told you. Are you serious? Dude, you need to step it up, dog. Oh, my goodness. Stand up. That's why we put the whole plate with you, boy. Hey, it ain't much, but it's honest work. It's honest work, boy. Mm-hmm. So while we're eating here, um, yeah, go ahead. Real I'll quick, just, you I'll guys ready? Yeah. Start bench cut. You ready? MLB. This mm-hmm. is old school era. Yep. Baseball, mm. which I already said MLB. Hey, Chicken George, Jan sauce. Fire. Hey, where's it? Hey, guess what? Chicken George at Candlelight Inn Restaurant in Clinton, Iowa, at five one one Riverview Drive in Clinton, Iowa. Here's the phone number, 563-243-3200, Riverview Drive, Clinton, Iowa. They got all the fire stuff, and guess what, guys? I'm going back there, and I'm probably going to eat the buffet. So hey. let's get it popping. Let's well, go. And you know what? When you call there to order your food, tell them Honeywell Heroes sent you. Honeywell Heroes sent you. You probably won't get a discount, but they'll be like, <laughs> they'll give you a high five because just go support your local businesses. Let's do it. That's what right. it's all about. All mm-hmm. right. For sure. Anyway, start bench cut. Let's roll. Start bench cut. You guys ready? Here we go. Start bench cut. First base, old school of the 90s, Carlos Delgado, Tino Martinez, or Mark Grace? Hmm. Start bench cut. I'm going to let E. Holmes go first. You know all those guys? Nope. You don't? Dude. I know Tino Martinez. What team do you play for? I don't know. God, Yankees. Okay. And he yeah, played yeah. for the Mariners, I think. I was going to say the Mariners. Yeah, I have to think back to, like, baseball video games, like yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, you're right. See, I, 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 when I did this, I thought I couldn't re- I'm like, man, Ethan, because he played ball at an early age, I'm like, he would know him. But I loved baseball, and at the time, I probably didn't. I know yeah. you did, because I remember back then, but maybe I, I just, I didn't know. I was like, I want to Tino Martinez, I would start. Okay. The other two. <laughs> Bench and just, cut. Just, one of them's getting benched. One of them's getting cut. Fuck That's both. right. Let's go, <laughs> Let's go baby. Um, I'm going to start Mark Grace. Bench Carlos Delgado. <laughs> cut. Okay. Who'd you go with? Tino's getting cut. Yeah. So you're starting Mark, you're benching Carlos, and you're cutting Tino. Yeah, just because I was a cut. Yeah. I just always watched the cut. You're right. When I was in here, you're so. good because Delgado could hit the dingers. He wasn't great at first base. Mark was great at first base, yeah. and he could, he could hit for average and – Tino, Tino was good, but here's the he thing. was good. I hate the Yankees. So yeah, that's kind of I always hated them too. Let's go. I love it. All right, E Hawk, I got one for you. Let's hear it. Four hundred. Okay, we're gonna do an open four hundred meter dash. Ooh, you or David Johnson? Who's me. winning? Me. Oh yeah, let's, let's go. go. Let's go. I got one. Me or Usain Bolt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, are we talking? Are we talking now, like today? Prime in your prime. Oh, in my prime. Yeah, me. Oh, like that, that's co- hey, that's confidence, and that's I think he's got it. I mean, it's a different sport. Dude is playing a sport where he's trained to run as fast as he can for no more than a hundred yards. Yeah, I agree with you. Hundred. I, I, I train 100%. sixty hours a week to run four hundred meters really fucking fast. So yeah, you know, I'm 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 a hundred percent with you on it. I just had to put it out there because. Hopefully one day we get DJ on here and 
And then we'll hey, all, we're, hey, we're we'll going to ask him race. the same question. We're going to ask him the same question. Oh. We're going to put it on there and be like, hey, E. Holmes said he got you, dog. I bet then, he'll admit to that. Then though. we're going to have to wait till <laughs> yeah. he's like 10 years retired, and then him yeah. and I can race. <laughs> It'll be like a fair playing field at yeah. that point. Do you think he would say Ethan would beat him back in his prime, or do you think he would take himself? I guess well, there's I, only we'll, we'll have to find out. when We're we talking in the prime? Yeah. Listen, that's the thing about track and field is yeah. all you got to do is look at the stats. Well, that's Ooh. what I'm saying. I, I, I will tell you this. Before okay, when I all you got to do I, is look at the, the the personal best time recorded from zero to four hundred. I picked when I picked this out when I thought about it. I all I'm looking at is the prime. I think and, David and I actually what, had a faster four, open four hundred time in his high school career because I never ran the open four hundred. I ran it one time at the Bettendorf ABC meet. Okay, and. Because you were in the 4x4. Four four. I was in the 4x4, four four and that's I right. would run the 400 hurdles. So occasionally, Smitty, to train me to get ready for the state meet, he would run me in the in the meet. He would run, <laughs> I would run the open 400, the 400 hurdles, and I would run the 4x4. Four four. So I would run three 400-meter races in the same track meet. Oh, you were doing all, I remember you do, You were always doing. Yeah, I mean, that was like training for us. So, that's But, yeah, I mean, 400 meters in the prime. I got taking me. himself. I got me. I, I I'm taking you too because when I came up with it, I'm like, again, just back to the prime. Hey, and I and I and I'm confident that you would. Now, back hey. to the random. That's um, fine, but hold on. Shout out team. again one last time to Candlelight in Fire Food. Shout out to Candlelight. Candlelight, we love you guys. Appreciate um, you guys. Hey, so kind of before we still got a couple minutes, but just for me. The businesses, you know, that have given us, or the restaurants and all that, like, it's been awesome. They've been hooking us oh, up. Oh, super cool. Everybody, and I, when I texted you today, I was like. Oh, I know, I forgot to respond. I was well, doing I, something. I, I should remember. have looked all of them up, but just everybody that's given us the food, hooked us up, like, when we do these reviews or we say, like, hey, guess what? You already know your guys' food's great. What we're trying to do is say, go out and support all these businesses. Yeah, we're trying you, to highlight it, you know, basically. Because now now that we've got this rolling, I always tell the business, give us something hot and give us something that's like what you're known for or what you're promoting. Yeah. So that's, you know, we got because, some buffalo, we got some chicken george, and this it, is my favorite food there, the cauliflower. And there, there's a lot of places, and, and it, it, gives, it, it goes back to, like, people, hopefully they see that there's a lot of places in Clinton and Comanche and all that. They can go and eat and... You don't have to go to like the two same spots every week. Huh. There's so like many Taco places. Bell? Yeah, I, we like, like to do that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I haven't been there in a cut like it's a been month. a minute for you. You're, I ain't going back there for a you're long. Having a lot, you're having a lot. Hey, you're having a lot of mental mental toughness about this. I am because I ain't going back. Remember when I, we used to do the mental toughness in the car? By the yeah. way, yeah, bro. Roll It'd be the summertime. Down. Roll the windows up. Turn the yeah. heat on. It'd be a wintertime. Roll the windows <laughs> down and turn on. the AC on. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You'd be like, all right, guys, mental toughness. Mental toughness, let's go. <laughs> and what did that honestly do for us? Absolutely nothing but make us laugh. Absolutely nothing. Ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, but social media, though. It was good times. It was yeah. It was a lot of good times. Um, Honeywellheroes.com will get you. You're better with the, the everything. that's Because there's like seven different. Honeywellheroes.com. Yeah, it has our, our most recent YouTube video at the top. But when you click on that, you can go to our channel. You can hit subscribe on it. You can thumbs up. You can drop a comment. And you can see all of our other um, podcast episodes. Um, and then also below that, it has every other link, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon uh, Podcasts. Basically, anywhere that you listen to a podcast, if you don't want to watch us, which I don't know why you wouldn't because we're beautiful. 
Um, and then we also have our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Literally, you click on the Snapchat, and it will bring it up, and you can add us instantly. You can go to our TikTok and follow us, Instagram, follow us. Interact with us. Tell us what you liked about the episode. Maybe you watched it and you had a question about something. We are going to try to incorporate people being able to call in, right? We're going to try that next week. Yes. Oh. So we'll have to learn that. So I think that would be cool. It'll give an opportunity besides a guest that we handpick to call in and ask questions. So maybe you've been watching all these episodes and, and you're enjoying what we do, but you're like, hey, I really want to ask this question. I just didn't have the opportunity to. So we're going to try to open that up. Um, we're going to attempt. So we're going to learn it a little bit in the meantime and then figure that out. Um, and then um, also we have sponsorship opportunities or advertising opportunities, I should say. Not really sponsorships, but... If you're interested in advertising your business on the podcast, we will um, we just reach out to us and we can send you kind of our, our list of how we're going about it and what we're doing and the packages you guys could get. I think they're pretty decent for our views and um, interactions that we get. Um, and then there's one more thing. Oh, we have well, T-shirts will be here. I, we finally put the order in. I know I've said it in like four episodes now, but wow. we legit have, we'll have every size small to 2X right now, but we can get any size. Um and if you guys want other items, too, we can get those, too. But we have T-shirts coming right now. I'm trying to think. Am I missing anything? No, I think you hit it right on the head. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Hit it right on the head. There's some. Oh, and um, there might possibly be a cool partnership with the Clinton Herald. But I don't want to say too much until we make it official. You just did. Just well, leave it at that. Yeah, so we Come might have on. something cool. So just keep your eyes peeled for that um, as well. So. And all I got to say, E-Hawk here is going to say something here in a minute, but um, the Steelers are going to the playoffs because they're going to win the rest of the, these last two games. Is that what? What is on the line there? Is that Guess what? They well, have they're to, not going to make it. Do they have to win it out, though, or does it depend on other Win people? it out and a million different things that happen. Oh, but guess yeah. what? I am going to the last home game for the Steelers. Next week? Week after. Next weekend, guys. I'm going yeah, to Pittsburgh. Baby. So who do, hey, they, who do they play? Watch they out, play. Pittsburgh. Yeah, watch out, baby. Here he comes. Who do they play? I'm bouncing in. The, the Browns. Are you? I hate the Browns. Uh-huh. What jersey are you wearing? I'm wearing a uh, Tommy Maddox Ooh. from 2002. That one. Okay. Yeah, I'm wearing it. Yeah. Not, not Big Ben. Nah, can't wear a Big. Ben. Want me to get you a Miles Garrett jersey to no. wear? It? Yeah, I hate that guy. He'll be. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't. Well, you can't hate him that bad because he bonked what's his name in the head, and you don't really like him. I don't like Mason Rudolph. I no. heard I heard that the Steelers are going to honor you and walk you out on the field as the, <laughs> as the greatest fan. Like, hold, hey, hold your elbow there. Boy, and welcome, Jeremy, Jeremy Stenda. Stenda. <laughs> crickets. Okay, he'll be walking just like that. Right? Crickets. It'll be, like, it'll be crickets. Everybody will be like, who, who is who this? Who the hell is this bomb? <laughs> Who's this, this guy? Bomb, dude. And then they all start going, boom. <laughs> <laughs> booing this, booing everybody out of 60,000 fans, booing me out of there. And you'll just be out of there like, yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh. Do, hey, do the little spin rooney like Booker T Woo. while they're booing you. Boo. Oh, man. Hey, no, appreciate you guys. E-Hawk, listen, before we end it, because we, we have like three minutes. Three minutes. And I... All I want to ask is, or ask for you is, what's the best advice you would have for parents for them now who are getting their kids into athletics? Man, my biggest advice is let your kid be a kid. The the best thing that they can do is, is be outside playing. And I say that because I've been there and I've done that. And I can tell you that when I was 
kindergarten through seventh grade, I didn't have this regimented schedule of training. I didn't have, you know, people looking over my shoulder, making sure I was doing the right thing athletically all the time. What I was doing was playing outside, playing tag, you know, We're blowing mailboxes up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you Come know on. that involved running because we always yeah, had true. to run. <laughs> so listen. Valid point, honestly. Just playing, being a kid, but also, like, if you're serious about your kid and you think your kid, you know, potentially has a chance of, of going on to the next level, and most importantly, when I say that, is that they also take interest in that. Yeah. That's the most important thing. If your kid takes interest in it, then I feel like that's the green light to make sure that they've got the resources available. Give them opportunity. Give them access to resources if you can. And, you know, let them be a kid. If they don't want to train five days a week, six days a week, exactly. then you're not going to make them a professional athlete by forcing them to train all the time. I didn't train all the time. And David, he didn't have personal trainers when he was a kid. No, you know, neither of us had access to that. All the way through high school, what we had was coaches who stuck with us in middle school and high school. And you guys fell in love with it, though. Exactly. It was you guys, not anybody else. We were allowed the opportunity to feel some success, and then we had coaches that nurtured that, and we didn't have parents that were overbearing. And, you know, I can speak for me primarily on that. It's just that my parents never really were overbearing about it. They made sure I had the things that I needed and the opportunities that I needed. And, you know, for me, that was... Showed up, clapped for you. That was it, man. The rest of it was hard work and having coaches who saw that I had an opportunity and, and they invested in me. And so I invested in really working hard and the rest, you know... Is history. History. And that's why you are a 2021 Hall of Fame inductee of Clinton High School Athletics. So. River King, king for life. Just That's like right. you. You're king the king, J.P. You are the king, but that and was it's it. tatted on you forever. The king. Okay, stop. You, I know you don't want to show the camera, so I won't tell We're you. We're not doing that. Maybe some other episode. <laughs> All right. But no, hey. Well, hey, we'll oil it up first for you flex for Much me. love to you, E-Hawk. Um, if you got anything else, uh, we just appreciate you being on here. Um, I feel like a lot of people can connect with everything we talked about tonight. Um, and I think you're definitely what – you know, athletes, especially currently, should be looking at and saying, like, hey, here's a guy I should be trying to mimic. Yeah. Based yeah. on your successes from high school and college. and yeah. yeah, and just, you know, make better choices than I did along the way. You know? <laughs> make, yeah. make it, it all worked out. Ma- okay, it did. Though. It did. It did. It worked out for me. And you know what? Make your journey as stress-free as possible. <laughs> so, yes. you know? If you know me and know my past, learn from my mistakes. If you don't, you're gonna have to learn from your own. And yeah, I thought that you're <laughs> Let's right. Let's go. Hey, just because you fail in the moment doesn't mean you fail forever. For sure, so. stick with it. Yeah. Do your thing, and whatever happened, it happened and it's done. And all you can control is what happens going forward. So you know, continue to work hard, show up, and if you know if your dream is to be a college athlete or a professional athlete, then you know work as if that's your intention every single day until you either get there or you don't. And then the hardest part of your life is going to be accepting that you don't if you don't. And that's right, baby. Accept it and move on. And you know what? That's that's the advice I can give: is work towards it until it's realistically not going to be a thing and then once it is realistically not a thing accept it 
and move on. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Hey, make sure you guys check out Rival Sports 85 Main Avenue. The Cage 84 Main Avenue is coming soon. Yes, sir. We are the Honeywell Heroes. This is episode eight. I'm Random Tanner. This is E-Hawk and... J.P. Stenda, and we are signing off for the night. Love you guys. Hey, love you guys. Check these guys out. Support these guys. Support the businesses that they're shouting out here. Support Clinton, Iowa. Let's go.